0: Craft Beer Radio episode 118, also recorded on June 13th, 2008.
1: Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing. Industry, industry. I'm Greg Weiss, and this is Jeff Bear. And this week, well, well, this week we're doing the second show of two
0: of last week. We're starting off with the Alpha King from Three Floyd's. Why? <laughs> because it's so good. Because
1: we're starting off with Alpha King from Three Floyd's. I mean, come on.
0: This was sent in by uh, listener uh, Rick Sizemore from Cincinnati. Maybe I'll go, if I if I can make it out to the uh, HBC. I'll meet up with him, I'm not sure if he's going there. Actually, this probably won't air before the HBC, so never mind. Hmm. Greg is content. And man, the foam tastes like oranges.
1: I haven't tasted the foam, just smelling.
0: it. I took a whiff and I got foam on my lips and I tasted it and it's like, holy citrusy.
1: So the beer is sort of a... Tannish brown, kind of like tan leather, but a little bit lighter. It's got a nice fluffy head of about a couple fingers worth. And it smells kind of what you might imagine Heaven's hop fields might smell like.
0: <laughs> it's a good one, that's for sure. This is Three Floyd's flagship beer. It's called Alpha King Pale Ale from Three Floyds. Pretty close to an IPA. It's so hoppy.
1: There's no question about what I'm tasting right there.
0: What are you tasting, Doris? What are you tasting?
1: <laughs> Tastes a little bit like candy. Candy for men.
0: <laughs> no, no candy that a man would enjoy. Not candy from men, you sicko. Okay, so.
1: There's this mixture of a really bright hoppiness Mm -hmm. and a malt that is just kind of hitting the edge of not too strong and not too light. It is the flavor that we define as man candy, I think, and it really is expressed extremely well in this beer. It's
0: it's a very good flavor. Either my Expectation of man candy has outpaced reality, or or not, but it's not as juicy. It's a juicy beer, but it's like it doesn't hit that note for me.
1: Yeah, I think you're going overboard because remember, man candy. The whole idea behind it is that there is still kind of a, a sugary sweetness that you kind of associate with candy. That's why. Th- oh. th- so man candy is not. The ultimate flavor in beer. man candy is a great flavor in beer that I think is really well associated with this particular beer. Well,
0: sip number three. It's good. Yeah. It's good. And, yeah, I I see where you're getting at. And I think I'm going to leave it at that.
1: Free by 3 Floyd's Brewing Company in Indiana, United States, with a 6% alcohol by volume. This is a beer that I definitely recommend everyone try, and try to get your hands on as well as possible. And if you want to see what man candy is, what, <laughs> what, what that is that we say, and 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 see, you know why why we call da- it that. David
0: Beckham was man candy in that magazine article that someone sent us.
1: I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> if you want to see you know, what it is that we call man candy, I think the Alpha King really is probably the archetypal explanation of that. Because, and, and like I just said, it's not the end-all, be-all, incredible, best beer flavor ever, but it is a unique combination of hop and malt with a bit of a sort of sweet, candy aftertaste. Really mm-hmm. delicious. Here's a
0: question okay. for you. Brewery's flagship beers... Can you think of a brewery that has a more outstanding flagship beer where they sell the most of their beer being something this flavorful? I don't even think Russian River flagship beer, which I think is Blind Pig, is up to the point of...
1: I mean, there are some breweries with absolutely excellent flagship beers that don't quite—I mean—that aren't not not that they aren't up to the standards because they absolutely are up to the standards of this beer, but they're just they don't have the the, the flavor that you yeah, like no.
0: What I'm you know, saying is
1: great. I'm Lakes, having a hard time thinking of Dortmund Gold is a fantastic flagship beer. One of what I would rate in you know the absolute highest echelon of 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 beers of that style that I've had, and yet. You know, it's certainly not as flavorful as Alpha King. Um, 60 Minute is a fantastic pale ale. India pale ale. It kind of is more to me as a pale ale, but nothing to hear there. Two Hearted Ale is a fantastic IPA from Bell's.
0: Bell's flagship, I don't think, is too hearted, though. I think oh. their it, flagship it, was more so. They sell the most Oberon, but it's a seasonal, so it can't technically be their flagship. That's a good question. I don't know what Bell's flagship really is. It might be too hearted
1: uh, Hop Devil has a lot of flavor.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know?
1: And so, yeah, I would say that there are other beers with enough flavor as flagships. I don't think the Three of Floyds is unique in that sense. And I don't want to express that Alpha King is the greatest beer I've ever had because, well, it plainly isn't. But it's still a fantastic beer. Sure. Okay.
0: It has a head that sticks around. I'm out of beer, but I got um, three-quarters of an inch of head still in my
1: glass. (laughs) I would love to have this on cask. Oh, yeah. That would be fantastic. So, okay, I'm trying to picture what this would go with, and here's what I'm coming up with. See if you agree with it, food-wise. Spaghetti with a clam sauce.
0: I don't know what clam sauce tastes like.
1: So fishy, clammy.
0: Okay, I've never had spaghetti <laughs> with clam sauce. Okay. So.
1: All right, let me let me try something that maybe a little bit more.
0: My my first thought when you I knew you were going the food route. Honestly, my first thought. and I'm not sure how well this works, but my first impression was bread pudding.
1: No, 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 no. Not sweet enough. Mm-hmm. It has a sweetness, but it's no. It, 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 there's no, no, no! Yeah, you gotta have something. More I wasn't roasty, sure, but
0: that's what popped in my caramel-y. head first. That was my subconscious.
1: I mean, I, I, th- I I'm, I'm still grasping at something meaty and something with, with a distinct. The reason why I, I picked clam is because it really has a kind of distinct flavor that really kind of over. I don't, I don't want to say overwhelms, but it really kind of pushes strongly. This might go really well with something like mussels, steam mussels. <laughs>
0: I can think of other things that would go better with mussels. I, I, I think I'm more like pork barbecue.
1: That just sounds so simplistic, though. I mean, because so much great, so much, so much. So goes below you. It, it's not that it's below me. It's just that so much goes great with pork barbecue that, you know, to, 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 to put, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, give me, mm-hmm. give me something more specific. Give me something more. Mussels
0: would be okay. Mussels would be decent. Um. But you think you, you know, know how you get to, you know you. But you, you know how Belgian ki-. beers go with mussels. If I was picking, if I'm ordering mussels, I want to get an Alpha King, or I wanted to get an Orval. Orval's gonna win.
1: Maybe. Okay. What about if you're at a wedding? You know, one of those weddings, and they have that big cut of roast beef, and they're just cutting that down.
0: No, not seeing it. I don't know. This one's a hard one to really pair. I would go with a lot of things, but it doesn't have an ultimate pairing with anything that i can pick there's
1: nothing that jumps out and says this is what this is for yeah so i'm actually planning a meal for a friend of mine uh and i'm trying to figure out because i'm I'm cooking the meal and trying to figure out the beers to associate with it and i have two no problem but the the main course i'm kind of like
0: do you have the main course yet
1: yes what's that the main course is a surf and turf it is a crab cake uh, that is that is made on top. That is put on top of uh, avocado and lobster slices, combined with a ground beef and Barolo wine risotto, and rosemary. And combined with Ooh, that, that that's, is that's a bunch of flavors. Combined man. Combined with that is is with the crab cake is a uh, horseradish honey mustard and a chipotle aioli. So. <laughs> What was the crap you got lobster and what? Lobster and
0: avocado. Avocado, that's right. You almost need two beers
1: for that. See, I mean, what I was thinking was I was going to use the Barolo, but the Barolo is a very expensive wine. And it's going to be used in the risotto, so I won't have enough for four people or something or however it's, I mean, it's going to serve. So what beer could I use for that?
0: That's rough.
1: Because it's a surf and turf, so it really has a stand-up to both. And the starchiness from the rice as well as, you know, the crab cake and some of the really strong, you know, the aioli, the, you know, garlicky mayonnaise with chipotle and horseradish mustard. I really do think that a wine is almost best for that situation because it's really going to cut through all the flavors.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't want to waste too much time thinking about this, but it certainly is fascinating. We can talk about it in the post-show. Yeah. Um... I'm thinking.
1: I'll tell you the whole the whole meal in the post show.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll go. We we'll revisit this in the post show because I don't think it's going to be great main show radio talking about this food pairing, but it is fascinating trying to figure out a beer that pairs with that.
1: Like, and it'd that's be what, fun to cook, and that's really why I'm doing it because it's going to be fun to cook. All right, so our next is the um, Hitachino Red Rice Ale, which I loved when I brought it back from Japan. we were just able to get some from the. Um, from the Chevy Chase place in Maryland.
0: Now this is, this is in a very dark but still green bottle. So hopefully it's been stored in good conditions.
1: This is from the Kiyuchi Brewery in Japan. It's they can they call it a Belgian strong pale, eight point five percent. I don't know really, based on the last time I had how you would qualify it, except for to say hey, it's a <laughs> rice beer. A rice beer. Well a sake like beer or a beer that has, you know, it's obviously made not just with red rice, but it has some considerable sake. It's
0: imported by B United International Incorporated in Redding, Connecticut. B United is a pretty big importer of beers. The the back label, there's a sticker on the back label for, you know, the American laws, but underneath that, everything else is in Japanese uh, kanji script. Yeah, Everything, front label has has, um, what do we call those? What are normal letters? The silkscreen and No, what do we call American and European letters? They're Arabic, Arabic. That's they're numbers.
1: Oh, uh, they're they're just let alphabet. They're okay, whatever. American, uh, English. They're English. Okay. It's English.
0: Okay. So the aroma has reminiscent of a wheat beer, but there's this extra sweetness in there that's alien to, you know, what you usually smell in beers. a bit of
1: kind of extra pepperiness there, right? And there's Mm -hmm. sort of... um,
0: Peppery peppermint, something. Something
1: along those lines.
0: It doesn't smell
1: skunk, so I think, you know, the the green bottle didn't didn't hurt
0: it. it. It's a very dark green bottle. Yeah. I couldn't tell it was green until I held it up to the light, actually. And, um, oh, great aroma on this thing, though. It's this, like you said, peppery peppermint... Um, pepper honey pepper
1: yeah pepper honey yeah that's described it pretty well I think
0: yoy sweet
1: really sweet compared to the Alpha King there's almost a sourness to it which is not what I remember at all mm-hmm.
0: sweet still sweet Wow, I don't know if I can get through a whole glass of this after that, how sweet that first sip was.
1: It's... It was a lot drier the last time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was drier. It was more sake-like. This one is much more... It's much more forward in, in its flavors.
0: The, the It has this crazy flavor in the aftertaste. The sweetness goes into this <sighs> Licorice without the mint component?
1: I can also really feel the alcohol in on this one, too. And 7%? N- not what I remember from this beer, which is unfortunate.
0: Well, the first one I remember being really dry, really like sake, but carbonated beer. This one's this sweet, winey thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if I really like it that much. Which is unfortunate, because I've talked up this beer a lot. (laughs) Hmm. This is a tough one, because... This is a
0: large bottle. This is a 1.5 fluid ounce bottle. It's an interesting shape. I've never seen a beer in this bottle before. It's definitely a collector bottle. It's a little screen front. Um...
1: I like the bottle. It's kind of have. It has a little bit of a curvature to it, so mm-hmm. that's why the 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 what do you call this part?
0: Oh, it looks. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a, a Chimay bottle, but with a capped uh, a crown cap top and an hourglass on the center part Something, below the a shoulder.
1: Very, very subtle hourglass. Subtle hourglass, but it's definitely there. It's a really interesting bottle. For what I remember to be an interesting beer, but this beer is, right now, very it, very ordinary almost. It really it doesn't... It's hard to drink. Yeah.
0: I'm getting to the point. Maybe it's because this is the second show in a doubleheader. Uh, but the sweetness makes it really hard to get down. The sweetness
1: is really too much. It, I mean, if this was dry without the sweetness... I can see where, where it would be coming from and why we liked it so much last time.
0: Different beer. Yeah. And um,
1: not nearly as good.
0: I'm not going to waste sobriety on finishing this glass. I, I
1: think you're right. As much as I hate to do it because I loved it last time. Sorry, Hitachino. It just wasn't worth it.
0: So we, we raved about this. We recommended this to a bunch of people saying, oh, red rice was fantastic. Now we're 50%, right? It's either fantastic or it's crap. It's rough.
1: I mean, you know, one thing that should be considered is we got this one in Maryland.
0: And you got the other one in? Japan. Right.
1: So that that may be something to, worth considering.
0: But that wouldn't, age of shipping in a shipping container wouldn't do the sweetness. It's bottled as a different beer.
1: Well, the question is, is this beer contracted to be brewed somewhere else? Well, I mean, it has, this, no, I it has don't the think Japanese so. in the back, so it's probably imported.
0: It's brewed and bottled by Kiyuchi Brewery in Ibaraki, Japan. Imported by B. United. So, Oh, here's some description. This red rice ale was brewed with special red rice, which has been cultured in ancient times in Japan. Please enjoy the complex taste and beautiful natural color.
1: We didn't even talk about the color. <laughs> it was decent color. It wasn't really reddish. All right, so. next beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is sending to our, our super fan Gary Frank, super listener, super awesome person overall, Gary Frank.
0: <laughs> good.
1: This is a little something called Lumpy Gravy. It's from Laganese Brewing Company in California. This is what they call an American Brown Ale, which is surprising at seven point two percent. I think is this is their defy sec- defy convention type
0: beers. This is their second um, <coughs> Frank Zappa tribute beer. First one was Kill Ugly Radio, and this one was named Lumpy Gravy after the. Is it 40th? Yeah, 40th anniversary of the release of Lumpy Gravy. Forty years. I didn't know Frank Zappa was that old. Isn't he dead? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I mean, that old is a musician putting out music. I, I figured he was started in like the 70s, not in the 60s. Second part of Frank Zappa's three phase masterwork, and they're probably talking about Lumpy Gravy, but that also sounds like Walgrenitas is playing another Frank Zappa beer. I don't know anything about Lumpy Gravy, so um, if you're a Zappa fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> it smells good. It smells malty. It smells uh, oh, slightly fruity. Fruity. Yeah, there's. This, it's probably smells most like a barley wine
1: apples
0: oh, there's there's Cinnamon a ton of
1: raisins
0: you know those beers we get every once in a while where we just want to smell and smell and smell and never get around <laughs> to drinking it? it happens every once in a while this is one of those beers this has so much great multi-aroma that just keeps giving you it's one of those beers you want to wrap up into an air freshener it's one of the beers you don't want to taste because it smells so good and you're worried about the taste not e- equaling the aroma
1: no I disagree with you no no, because I think there are other beers we've had tonight, including the last show, that had better aromas than this. Not that this aroma isn't good, but that this aroma is not the same kind of, oh my god, I want to smell mm. this all the time. This
0: is the best aroma I've had in at least three months.
1: Creamy? Creamy strawberries and cream? <laughs> you smell that?
0: I'm not getting strawberries and cream. I'm getting more so... Um, I hate to bring it up again I'm sounding like a broken record But bread pudding I'm getting this This bread crust You had that on the sweet, mind somehow this, When was I mean, the last time you this, had bread pudding? It's been a while It's not like I had it this week <laughs> um, But I'm getting this This cream milk With crust And brown sugar and And bread aroma Mixed in there
1: I think you just have to have bread pudding just get out of your head.
0: <laughs> Maybe I do. I love bread pudding. I, I love the stuff. I need to find some restaurant that has it or make some. Uh it reminds me of an English barley wine. There's not really any bitterness in the aroma that I'm getting.
1: It's kind of doppelbackish or you know weisenbachish and it's uh, Yeah I'm going English barley wine. Really? Because mm-hmm. in the freeness, yeah, I'm getting it. There's a there's a real, there's a lot of sweetness, but also a lot of uh, 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 freeness, a lot of overt kind of apple. Oh, that's good. That is really good. It's interesting. It's got, I think, maybe a tad too much sweetness for me to really get my tongue
0: around. The the, the tad too much sweetness you're talking about, mm-hmm. I think, is kind of signature of lagunitas. Think about maybe, maybe. Think of the other Lagunese beers you've had. No, I, they no. have a. They definitely have a signature flavor. Are you picking it up?
1: Maybe, but I mean, it kind of. It, it almost tastes like you know how when you've. I've, I've said before. I don't know whether it's gone on the main show or the pre-show that you know you start drinking. Let's say something like Diet Coke, or something with aspartame in it, and all you taste for the first couple of weeks are the aspartame. And after a while, you don't really taste it anymore and it just tastes like whatever, regular. It has kind of an aspartamey taste to me. It kind of has a oh, too overt sweetness to, to, to get your head around and that, like, maybe if I had this for two weeks in a row, I wouldn't taste it anymore. But there's just something kind of off about the sweetness. It tastes a little bit chemically.
0: Now, if I'm looking for aspartame, the maltiness and the bitterness and the carbonation, they all combine to something that is... It's not too far from Diet Coke aspartame. Uh, I agree with you. I wasn't tasting that until you made me look for it. Uh, Before I looked for it, I wasn't paying as much attention to the bitterness and the carbonation. I was paying more attention to the maltiness. And if you... I don't know if I can go back to that happy place. (laughs) I don't know if I can... ruined it for you. I don't know if I can direct you to the happy place. But try focusing on just the sweet, syrupy caramel and see if you can get to that happy place. I was able to get back there. No,
1: not quite. Yeah, it's 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 been kind it's, of. A, it's, it's a
0: freaking a, strong beer, isn't it?
1: It is. It's, How much is it? There's a sale. Uh, Seven point two. It is. It tastes a, stronger than that. It Tastes like a nine yeah, percent. Doesn't it? it? It's it's a different kind of. Huh, I'm having a kind of a hard time with it because. I've kind of had a hard time with The Beers Tonight as a whole. Both shows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there there hasn't been one, well, okay, Alpha King that really, you know, oh, yeah. I've loved. But the rest of them have been just kind of like, there's always been, the, there, there's nitpicky things that I'm kind of like, not latching onto and saying, I don't know. I don't know. You're a beer so snob.
0: It's either good or it's not. Stop being a beer snob. Who
1: am I? <laughs> I... You know, I would have a hard time recommending this. I really would.
0: Um, I like it a lot, but because I think 7.2 is a lie. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I, I think it's a 9% beer, and I like the flavor, but it is punching me in the face. With alcohol,
1: we've had a lot of beer tonight too. Keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, but I'm turning the corner on this one, and it's
1: more than I should be. I just keep getting this 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 the aftertaste is so what's the what's the word for as I mean aspartame is not a word at all. So what's the word <laughs> I'm thinking of? It's
0: it's of uh,
1: oversweet.
0: But- um, I mean, how would you describe that? It, I mean, other than I mean, medicinal would be a yeah, good way to describe chemically it. Chemically
1: oversweet, without but medicinal is not quite the same thing because when I think medicinal, I think like you know, like a, a, a cherry syrup or something like that. But um, uh, it, it just it just feels like it's it's not it, it's sweet without being sugary sweet. It's sweet in a sort of a chemical way.
0: Okay, it is sweet most of the sweetness i taste is english barley wine type sweet and that i think that's really well done when you mix in the bitterness and the carbonation i think it pulls out the the pure sweet component and you lose the bready components and that's where it gets in the aspirin they, greg's not finishing his glass
1: didn't uh, i don't know
0: Well, I wanted to save some sobriety for the last beer. So I guess I'm going to have to do the same thing here. Actually. Yeah, I guess we still got some lumpy gravy left if I want to drink some more. If you gotta I think it's good English probably one. I don't think it's overly sweet. Um maybe because we're doing the double header show, our our alcohol. You know,
1: I'm uh, sure that's hitting us to a certain point. i just I really feel like there there's that chemicalness that mm-hmm. doesn't fit right
0: I'd be you know I don't want to open the beer now. I'd be curious to see what you think right now about uh the Duchesse du Beaujeune that we got that bomber you brought back from the Chevy Chase the first time the, because the, the, rumor the has Flanders that has saccharin in it
1: the Flanders red,
0: yeah. Rumor has I've had
1: it, it before, it tastes great
0: so. but, but right now, with your palate I mean, Rumor uh, has it has saccharin, And to me that was a very sweet um, Flanders I'd, I'd be curious to see what you taste like It's not worth cracking the bottle open though
1: No, it's not So this, is this
0: This better be good
1: So this is from Our good friend and listener Mike in San Diego This is from The Lost Abbey Tommy Arthur's Serpent Stout. This is very highly rated among everybody, but this will kind of be the end to our sobriety at 10.5% American double (laughs) slash. It's the end game, isn't it? Holy crap.
0: From the beginning of time. (laughs) Man, this font's really hard to read. From the beginning of time, it was decreed from the tree of knowledge, you shall not eat the fruit. Soon enough the serpent slithered through the garden convincing Eve to taste the nectar of the forbidden fruit once bitten and shamed she then tempted Adam together their actions brought original sin upon blah, blah, our blah, world blah,
1: blah blah so this I is I can't read the
0: rest because look at that font is that font not hard to read
1: Discontent to rest on his. Okay, Greg's a
0: better person than I am. He can read and he he can see.
1: More temptations. Ultimately, he loisted upon the world his own serpent stout, liquid so dark and viscous that all who who tasted soon fell victim to the evil incarnate. Some lost inhibitions, others sought false prophets. None of it mattered. Each struggle revealed the battle between good and evil, and now that you are holding a bottle of this liquid, it is certain he has tempted even you. Dot, dot, dot. So Tommy Arthur's the devil! So this pour is just as black as it comes, right? I mean, there's no highlights, there's no... There is no highlights.
0: None! <laughs> like, if you tilt the glass look at the tiniest little
1: <laughs> corner at the bottom, there is seriously no highlights. There's a whole bunch of a very tannish leathery colored head the aroma is sweet malty
0: i cheated i took a sip already
1: okay well you're allowed i mean it's not like there's there's ground rules
0: <clears throat> i cheated and uh licorice licorice and and dark chocolate is like mostly licorice and tad dark chocolate is most of the flavor there it's whoo
1: you're not kidding it's really syrupy almost uh, the carbonation almost doesn't really penetrate the syrup that much there is a lot of strength here a lot of strong very strong okay there's been a coffee coming at the end mm. it's a good stout it's a good imperial stout I mean, I would still count something like Kentucky breakfast, or, or, or sorry, breakfast stout to be a better stout, I think, in my mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I do like the coffee at the end. It, it, and maybe it's the fact that we've had eight beers already. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, it's contributed to me being like, okay, I'm drinking this. It's 10.5% alcohol. I'm feeling like I don't really want to drink all that much more. Right. So that's maybe contributing to it, and that has to be taken into account. I'm tasting it and I'm like oh,
0: we're yes. good but we can't do back to back shows apparently.
1: Yeah, it's 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 tough. Well, you say we're good. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how many donations we get, right? But <laughs> that will define us. Exactly. That will define our goodness. So, if you feel like defining how good we are, you either donate or don't donate.
0: Thank you. Thank there, you for, yeah. Thank you for being the shameless self promoter that I usually we're talking about our Craft Beer Radio second, uh, third anniversary DVD. You can go to our website and purchase our DVD via PayPal. Twenty five dollars. You can help support Craft Beer Radio. Yes, last year we gave away all kinds of sweet swag. This year, I, I couldn't bring myself to beg for more free swag. So we're going to see how much our re- listeners really appreciate the show.
1: You're still going to get. I think we we two bonus shows.
0: Yeah, three might be a little bit
1: hard Yeah, three is hard And then
0: next year we're setting ourselves up to
1: do four Yeah, so. right So 2 you're going to get two bonus, you know, kind of half pre-show, half main show type shows But um, you
0: always try to pick some very interesting and yes. special beers Now, that's cool for us how cool it is for the listener i'm not so sure you know like the first year we did a Weiss, vice am like oh this is so awesome but they can't taste it so i'm right. not sure how cool it was for the
1: listener but they are exclusive ex- exclusive they are <laughs> 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 we've had a lot of beers tonight they are exclusive to the dvd so that is a bonus that you're getting uh in addition to helping us continue to make the podcast that we hope you enjoy Where the
0: money goes, it goes to getting us to the Great Mirror Fest so we can give you content like we gave you at Saver. If there's extra money, it'll go to getting Greg up here every week because it costs (laughs) him about $10 in gas every week to do the show.
1: More, maybe. I mean, it it depends on how much the gas price goes up. At least
0: $10 in gas. We are not cashing out any of your donations. Everything you donate will go directly back into the show, either...
1: None of your donations are going to hookers and blow. We guarantee it.
0: Guarantee it.
1: (laughs) It's all going to either equipment or show logistics or beer or plane tickets, plane tickets, what have you.
0: Exactly. We would appreciate it, please. And and we normally don't beg,
1: but we have about a two month period where we beg. So we're in that two. We normally
0: aren't in the begging, but I really want to get you and me to the beer fest this year. And I think twenty five dollars isn't bad for our listeners to, to to donate for, especially if you haven't donated, you're getting three years of Craft Beer Radio for twenty five bucks.
1: Well, you know we're not putting three years in the DVD. Well, no, but you know third year.
0: Um, we're giving you a gift of the third year, but you have potential of downloading all three years of Craft Beer Radio for twenty five dollars. It's a hell of a deal. If
1: appreciate Especially show. since we're so awesome. Yeah, because we're the best, <laughs> and you should pay us.
0: Uh, we're only doing this because it works. NPR does this guilt thing, this reminder thing, and it works. So we're going to try it, too. Please, right now, go to craftbeerradio.com. There's a link at the top of the page to buy the DVD. Do that, and... You'll be helping contribute to Crafty Radio, and I've
1: said it before, and Jeff may not like it when I preface this, but I will say it before. I will say it again anyway. If no one donates at all, we're still going to do the show. So it's not a, it's not like donate or we're not going to do the show anymore. But donating uh, donating just helps us do the show better.
0: So. No, I I don't care if you say that. That's fine. That's exactly what I want to say. I don't want to. Don't make me. Hold back shows for donations. <laughs> don't make me say if you don't get fifteen donations this week, we're not gonna put out next week's show. <laughs> That'd be evil, wouldn't it? It would be very evil. Okay, back to the serpent's style, Greg. Right. What do you think about it?
1: I mean I I, I like it. I'm um, I, I, I think I, I think two shows is a bit too much almost. Yeah. I, I really do feel like it's it kinda it's just over the top at this point. I, I, I feel my senses are kind of blown. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of beers tonight. This can, can you dig in
0: there and see what the beer is really like? See, because I'm thinking about this beer compared to all the other Lost Abbey beers. Right. And it's one of my least favorite, I think. Uh, I don't hesitate to say that because maybe it is the, the intoxication factor, but it, it's a very good Imperial Stout. But
1: there are plenty of very good imperial styles. But then there's Lost Abbey, right? There's and you I mean, expect, even their, you expect more for some reason. I even the Red
0: barnail, which is their their light Belgian. Is this his own or a pillow it's a saison? It, but it's a very light and non intrusive beer.
1: It's not a non intrusive beer. It's a complex beer. To end all... I love that okay. beer. But that beer is a ninety-nine of them a hundred of
0: them. Okay, maybe I picked the wrong words. I like it as an imperial stout, but comparing it against its brethren
1: doesn't hold up quite. I mean, it's not—it's not Judgment Day. It's not a. Um, well, it's not a Red Barn. It's not I was
0: kind of worried about this. You know, like stout, all these great wild beers. How is it going to compare? And it kind of met my worries, right? Where you know it's good, but it's it's not fantastic. We
1: haven't had a sour beer night at all, and I know you complain that you're not a sour head. I think that our palates are kind of tuned now to sourness. They love that In The same way that you know a hop head is kind of tuned to hoppiness, where he's going to love hoppiness over almost anything else. I think you and I. Particularly me, I can't speak for you. Particularly me, I'm going to jump on sourness almost over anything else. I think I'm, to, I'm really going to do that. I don't know whether that's necessarily the case for you, but I also feel like there's almost a, a bit of a of a sigh of resignation. When it's like, oh, we didn't get a sour.
0: Note this tastes kind of like, It kind of tastes like a um, short spear
1: because it doesn't have that full roast. It has a little. It has a bit of that, and this is what savor was great for, was Jim Cook taught me a whole new term yes. for a flavor that I, had, that I hadn't thought of and that Randy Mosier, who I talked to, hadn't thought of when he, when he was there at the conference. He said it was a great term, was that burnt paper, which is the burning of the cellulose, the, the cellulose around the, the husk. And
0: for, for A little bit of background first. Sam Adams' um, black ale. Black ale? Black, it's lager. Their
1: black lager. black
0: right. lager. They use a malt from Wireman's that is roasted, but it's de-husked before right. it is roasted. I yeah. don't know what the name of the malt is for your homebrewers who want to buy it. If you it. want
1: to listen to the salon, on that salon with Jim Cook, I don't, they he, mention it. Not by name. Yeah, they do. The malt? Uh, Randy Moser mentions it,
0: actually. Oh, okay. So Wireman's makes this malt that is dehusked before it's roasted. And you get this different flavor because you're... Roasting, not really caramelizing because it's not wet. But you're roasting sugars, and you're not roasting cellulose, where you typically most chocolate malts, whatever, have the husk on. And you're roasting malt and cellulose, and it gives this burnt paper that Greg's talking about. May this probably uses this probably uses the dehusk malt from Ireland because so? I'm tasting no? some of that. You're getting cellulose. Meals? Oh yeah. No. Okay. Meanwhile, I, I think that while it tastes like a stout, there's tons of reminiscent in there of a Schwarzbeer. And since most Lost Abbey's are Belgian-inspired, it kind of makes a little bit more sense, right? Because an American Imperial Stout with a Lost Abbey label doesn't make all that much sense. Yeah. But a Schwarzbeer with the Lost Abbey label, while it's not a natural fit... Makes a tiny bit more sense.
1: It's tough. Okay, so how are you going to rank these? I, I'll rank first because you ranked first last time. Okay. Um. Okay, well, my number one is obvious, I think, to anybody who has been listening closely. Alpha King. How can you go wrong with the Alpha King. And like I say, man candy is not the greatest, and most impressive flavor in the road, but it's a fantastic flavor. And it's something that I think everybody should experience. And I think that a real standout version of it is right there in Alpha King. And I hope that helped out. Now, my number two. I think I'm going to have to go with the Serpent Stout just because I think that if I was a little bit less inebriated, I would enjoy it more. Uh, I think that I liked... The flavors that are coming out of it, I really would I really would think that it would be good beer it would be better on me if, it, if I wasn't just, if it wasn't the second show of the night. My third, I guess I have to go with the Lumpy Gravy simply because I, I felt the Hitachino really, really disappointed me compared to what whatever, excuse me the Hitachino really disappointed me compared to what I remember from it last time, and that is is an eff- that has an effect on how I'm approaching that beer. I don't know whether the Hitachino was necessarily bad in the state it was in; it wasn't necessar- it wasn't good. It wasn't the, the really incredible flavor that I remember getting. So I'll go with the the lumpy gravy, even though I really did felt that feel that aspartame flavor was not something I'd recommend to everybody. And then, yeah, last Hitachino Nest. Um, I love red rice, and I got it from Japan. When I bought it from Japan and tasted it here, I thought it was fantastic, and now we have it here, and I really did not like it.
0: All right, so my ranking is very similar. I'm going to mix a couple. The um, My first two were really close. I'm going to put the Alpha King first because it was flawless, fantastic, delicious. Uh, everything Greg said. Citrusy, juicy, man candy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Alpha okay. I know I like it before we came in. We drank it because we knew it was going right, to be delicious yeah. beer. Number two, I'm going to put the lumpy gravy. I really liked it when Greg started pointing out aspartame, and I mixed in, and I looked for it. I could find it, but I thought it was a great English barley wine. Lots of great malt, some alcohol, very little bitterness. Number three, I'm going to put in the serpent stout. I'm going to call it a Schwarzbier. Just that's the way it hit me. Is a a ten percent Schwarzbier? <laughs> okay, so there's the alcohol, and then there's the flavor components you're picking right. out. And I'm not picking out a, a stout, an American or English stout. I'm picking out a German Schwarzbier in the flavors, the way the, the the roast and the malt is coming across. I'm getting Schwarzbier. And then fourth, Hard Luck Loser. It, honestly, it sucked. Um, yeah, this so it wasn't
1: really a Hard Luck Loser. I mean, it, just, yeah. it wasn't... This bottle it was sucked. It was
0: too sweet. It was whiny. I'm not saying wine is bad, but this beer being whiny was horrible. Uh, it needed to be dry like the first time we had it. And the Red Rice Ale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to 118 of Craft Beer Radio. Buyer DVD. Buy your DVD. You're a horrible person if you don't.
1: <laughs> wow, horrible. That's harsh. That's harsh. Probably true, but it's still harsh.
0: That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com, and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.
1: That we have got space. Yeah, me you'll never go away. So I don't have to put these
0: ropes on your plate.